perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. Howdy gay times, cloudy gray times, you are now a thing of the past. Happy days are here again, the skies above are clear again. So let's sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. Hello everyone, you are listening to the 138th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury, and we are joined by co-host Amber Green. Thank you for tuning in and giving us a little bit of your time. As always, please share the show with everyone you know. Remind them that we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites, as well as Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbury 318. All right, so this is the inauguration episode, episode 138. I'm calling it Happy Days Are Here Again. The inauguration of the 46th president and 49th vice president of the United States took place at 12 p.m. today, Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States of America. Kamala Harris is the 49th vice president of the United States of America. The inauguration went off without a hitch. Donald Trump is no more, and the media is doing what the media does. They're all fawning over the new president. It's time to build America back better, which is the slogan that he's been using here for the last little bit. The media is talking about how wonderful it is that he is so loving and caring and You know, they're doing everything they can to take one last spit at Donald Trump and talk about how horrible he and his wife is. I actually, just before I was coming up to record, heard someone on TV say that this is the first time that love has been in the White House in four years, that Joe Biden and (laughs) Jill Biden is a true American love story. And that it's nice to have a love story back in the White House. And I just, that that's so crazy. Of course, I'm seeing people going crazy Honestly. because you, as a woman, you're supposed to be thinking that this is an amazing deal because we, and I, I'm not going to belittle it, but I just, I don't know. What I, are you, your one, thoughts? Point, point one, I don't want a love story in the White House. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want my country being ran on the freaking notebook. Right. Like. Right. I, That's a great. I don't, that doesn't matter to me. Like, am I happy that they are married and yeah. they seem to have a successful marriage? Sure. Yes. But do I think that matters at all to the success of the presidency no i don't right like i i just don't well yeah yeah i mean i know it i know it makes love makes headlines i get it or perceived love or loss of love or or any of those things so i i completely understand why the media is using that as one of their taglines today but i i that's not a necessity to me. I, I don't want the White House being right. on a love story. Well, yeah, Russia doesn't care about that. Uh, North Korea doesn't care about that. You know, the, the, the leftist-leaning media cares. It's a nice thing to peddle and talk about how hate-filled and, you know, what a curmudgeon that Donald Trump was and, and you know, what a horrible, nasty, vile woman 
his wife was, you know, but it seems like that's the only thing it's good for is, is selling newspapers and, and getting viewers on TV. Before we were recording, we were talking about the significance of Kamala Harris. Now, there's been a lot said about Kamala Harris, and I personally feel like the Democratic Party and the Democratic voters should be upset. And I know I'm going to piss a bunch of people off when I say this, but the Democrats held a primary and Kamala Harris was a runner for president in that primary. And she was the worst candidate that the Democratic Party had put up. She was one of the, if she wasn't, I believe she was the first candidate out. She might have been the second candidate out, but she was one of the first or second candidates to drop out of the race in the primary. And when he picked her, like it's common knowledge that when he was going through the rounds of deciding who he was going to pick, it was said that it would be a woman and it would be a woman of color and everybody pretty much knew that it would be her. And then once he picked Kamala Harris, you know, I think they pretty much released that he was told that he had to do that by the progressive wing of the Democrat Party. So now she's here. I'm not cutting away from anything she's done. She, she was a senator. She was a prosecutor. You know, I kind of liked her stance on uh, crime in her earlier work as a prosecutor. So I, I have respect from her for her from that perspective. But we were talking about the significance of her being the vice president. And you had some really good points as a woman, because I'm, I'm a man and I can't really speak on this. Apparently, what are your thoughts about the significance of what we're seeing today with her being in the white house? I don't, I don't see it as a huge win for women as it's being portrayed. I, I don't think this is going to change my life as a woman. I don't think it's going to change the average American woman's life. And the thing that, that I've kind of call it thinking as the devil's advocate, that wasn't the intent when this thought popped into my head, but I, I don't feel like, as women, this was an earned step forward. Yeah. This was a calculated, strategic pick, not a calculated, strategic, fought battle sure. that was won. Sure. She was not elected. He was elected. A vice president does not run. They're picked. Yep. And as you said, she was, he, or he, I'm sorry, he was told to pick her as I believe nearly everything he has done up until this point, he has been told to do. Um, so I just, as, as a woman, I don't see this as a big win. Is it a historical moment? Yes, of course it is. I will not take away from that at all, but I do not see it as a win. I see it as a play and um, if any if you know politics even a little bit you know that everyone is always playing an angle and there's always a game in the background and I think this she's a game piece sure well and she was used as this game piece to make half of America and half of the women of America believe that this is some, you know, incredible step forward for women, when in all actuality, it's just another old white man saying, look what I did for you. That's what I said. Was, And I think that people are going to, to really be mad about that. But it, it like, what, all I saw historical today was an, uh, for the... I think they said this was the 50th, this is the 46th president, the 50th inauguration. I, I don't know how all the numbers work out because people were assassinated and, and Nixon 
resigned, all of that. So I don't really know what goes on with the numbers. But you know, for for whatever time, for however many times this has been, we now have a, an old white man leading the country, and this time he picked a woman of color, and that's the second position. And the the thing even from there is say. Say what happens, say what people think happens. People think that he is going to be a placeholder in the office for a couple months, maybe a year, a couple years. You know, say say he is for three and a half years and then he steps down, he resigns, he gets sick, and God, you know, God forbid he, he dies, something like that happens, and Kamala becomes the president of the United States of America. She will be the first female president but i think there has to be an asterisk there because she was not elected she will be stepping into a position because that's the way the constitution is set up i believe that she will have to run and be reelected before that is a full actual okay now we have a woman in the white house who was elected and i'm ready for that i'm ready for a woman in the white house i have no problem with that i i would have been ready Ten years ago, twenty years ago, I I have no issue with that. I I want to see that. I didn't want it to be Hillary Clinton. I really don't want it to be Kamala Harris. But I just even if she fulfills the role that a lot of people think that she was designed to fill, which is getting him in, getting him out of the way, and her in the seat, I still don't see that as a historic day because. They kind of cheated to get there. And I don't mean cheated the election. I just mean she cheated the process of what another woman would have to go through to run and actually get there by winning. I, well, one, I don't play into the, you know, he was only put there so she could take his place. I I don't believe for a second that's what's going to happen by plan. Now, I mean, obviously, are there acts of God and things in life that could happen that would allow that. Sure. Do I wish that? No. Um, but I, I, I don't play into that. The thing that gets me as a woman, and I'm sure this has a lot to do with the way I was raised. I don't ever want an accomplishment in my life where I can't say I did that. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I mean, I'm trying to think of situations and I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I, I have never been the type to, to be like, oh yeah, I'm accepting this award or, or what have you. And it's because someone else got me there. Like that would actually infuriate me and I would be the type that would say no I'm not accepting this because I didn't do the work I want to be recognized because of what I did not what someone else did for me sure and and I don't think that in that statement I don't I I don't believe that that's uh, knocking or belittling your your husband or knocking or belittling your parents. I think that that's just... That's the whole thing is, in my opinion, and and maybe I'm in the wrong and, and other women out there will tell me, I'm sure I will be told that I'm wrong for this, but I feel like it's... Isn't it good for women to be like, yeah, you're a strong woman. Aren't you supposed to... Isn't that what you're all supposed to be doing is... You know, you're a woman, here you roar, but now we have to say, well, wait a minute, you know, your accomplishments are, you know, I, yeah, I very much agree with you. That's what I thought, but then I get uh, in trouble because I say something like that, and they're like, well, wait a minute, you have to understand that there were women that came before you. Well, there was somebody that came before everybody. I, you know, we all, well, you know. I want to I wanna hit on where you said, aren't you supposed to be doing First of all, we're not supposed to be doing anything. <laughs> so let me let me clear that one up for you. <laughs> um, there's there's no line to right. follow. That yes. I don't do anything, and may, maybe other women do. Maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but I don't do anything because I'm supposed to do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. And if you ever talk to my husband, I guarantee you he will agree, <laughs> um, <laughs> and probably my mother too. <laughs> But 
I do feel like there's, I, I don't want to use the word solidarity because I don't necessarily think that solidarity has to be a thing just because I'm a woman and someone else is a woman. Um, but I do feel like there's that, that common ground there where we all kind of want to do the same thing and be recognized for the same reasons. Sure. And, and that's why I just don't see the like moon landing for women here. Right. Today. Right. I, I just, and I don't want that to come across as I think her entire career has been handed to her because sure. I don't right. believe that. Right. I, I don't think she was just handpicked for her Senate seat. I don't think she was just handpicked as prosecutor. Like I believe that she put in the work and sure. she, she deserved those positions. Well, but it just, it's just, it's a tough call. Well, that's, I mean, that's another thing that I was saying kind of to that argument uh, is that, you know, I know a lot of women in my life that I consider very strong. And I, I some of them got there because of, you know, part and parcel with what they had going on in their family structure with their their husband or you know their significant other they worked and they 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 fed off each other and that helped you know drive her i know strong women in my life that that you know were never married and and were single and they they were strong and and they rose to great positions great heights and and you know all different types doing what they wanted to do they're never going to be the vice president of the united states of america but that wasn't their goal not everybody's goal is to be the vice president of america that's not the end-all be-all i mean you know it's okay to be a big fish in a big pond it's okay to be a big fish in a small pond and i tell you if you're happy and you're you're glad with your life and 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 you enjoy your life and, and you're happy and healthy it's okay to be a small fish in a small pond. If you're good with what you do and you're happy and you're living your best life, then I think that there are other achievements that women and everybody make that, you know, have nothing to do with, with this. And I think that is, this is a fundamental difference between the left and the right when you come down to it. And, and I don't yes. understand that it's, I and and I would I would love for somebody out there if you're listening to this and you're someone on the left to call me or text me or email me or Facebook message me however and and really explain to me <clears throat> explain to us the the wrong thinking here but I'm of the opinion that I treat everybody I don't think it's good to say you treat everybody the same because every, no one does that everybody if if you see somebody that's you know, a bad guy, a criminal, and you know that, you're going to treat them differently. I think everybody gets a baseline level of respect. I don't give everybody just massive amounts of respect. It's a sliding scale. You have to earn it. You either, you know, have less or, or more or some, you know, but I'm nice to everybody. I don't look down on anybody, you know, if I can help it. But, I, you know, I, I feel like everybody has the right and the capability in my eyes to do the very best they can and they should man woman black white whatever the situation is that's how i, I see just, it and i, I think that's rather, how the right sees it i yes i would rather achievements be based on merit and work ethic and you know, putting your nose to the grindstone and busting your ass, then, you know, be proud of me because I own a business and I'm a woman. Right. Like, or be proud of me because I'm an attorney and I'm gay. Sure. Like, and, and I'm using, these are just random. Right. Just right. Yep. Yeah. Just typical achievements that people would be proud of. Right. You know, owning a business, being an attorney, being a doctor. Like, I just, I would rather see someone say, you know, be proud of me because I busted my ass and I went to school for eight or 10 years 
and have a shit ton of debt. Right. Now I have my own private practice. Sure. Or, you know, like you, I feel like it, it negates the work that that person put in when they base it all on one aspect of who they are. Right. Like, am I a female? Yes. But does that totally comprise who I am and what I do and why I do it? No. <laughs> right. You ought to start hyphenating like that, like 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 people do. You're a female American. You know, kind yeah, of like, like you're a Native maybe, I mean, American. Maybe I should you know. put it at the end of my name, like <laughs> Amber Green Woman. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it would maybe it would help. I don't know. It, so that's that's what I just don't understand. I, my husband and I have had this conversation many many times about many different identities that people use to force likability upon them. Like, you have to like me because I'm gay. You have right. to like me because I'm a woman. You have to like me because I'm Muslim. You like, no, yeah, right. Well, if I like you and you are those things. Then that's part of the package deal. Sure. But if I don't like you and you are one of those things, it likely has absolutely nothing to do with that and everything to do with the fact that you're just not a cool human. <laughs> right, right. It's a personality uh, defect rather than a... And it may, no, it may not even be a defect. Like, I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is something that people are not willing to admit anymore. It is okay to not like someone. Oh, yes. Yeah. It is okay to realize... Their personality and the way they do their life and the way they believe just isn't going to mesh mel with Sure. Me. That, that you, doesn't I, mean that I wish anything bad for them. It just means that I know myself well enough to see that we're probably not going to hit it off. That's really good. That's, that is a good point. I, I'm, I'm glad that I said that that caused you to say that because... That is, look what I gave you as a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, you know, that is a really good idea, a, a, a really good thought, because uh, it's it's right now, and and we're seeing that. It, it You know, and it's funny. It's just always how the shoe's always on the other foot. You know, 24 hours ago, it was okay to hate the president just simply because he was who he was. And there was no reason to respect it. And you've got people saying, well, you should even respect the office. Nope, not not when Donald Trump holds it. Now, 24 hours later, you know, we have to love this man. We have to respect him. We have to, you know, think that it's he's the greatest thing since Obama because uh-huh. that's what we have to think. And it can't be that somebody just is not okay with this, you know, it's, there's got to be a reason. Well, you've got to be racist or you've got to be, uh, you know, your, your, any number of things that you can be because you, a normal person, a good person, a good human would, you know, be completely in love with the idea of, of yeah, of everyone, uh, of everyone, including Joe Biden being the 46th president of the United States. Uh, that's a yeah, very good I, point. I, I think I think we've just forgotten that you're allowed to just not like somebody, right? And and I think we've forgotten that not liking someone doesn't mean hating them. Yes, there's a difference. Yep. And it does not mean that you want something bad for them. Right. It just means that you don't like them. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I. I like that. I uh, I know I have a couple friends that have been listening to you for long before I I was on here, and and I'm I'm going to briefly mention one of them, not by name, sure, and and see if I get a text message tomorrow. <laughs> okay. And any of my friends, even if we're 
not super close friends, they know that I really don't care if you like me or not. Sure. That has no bearing on how I live my life. I sleep just fine knowing that there are plenty of people that don't like me. Um, But this friend in particular is not like that. She cares very much if people don't like her. (laughs) And she texted me once because we had both been commenting on the same post and someone had replied to her comment about how she was just not a good person. And, and this friend is a very good person. Like if you know her at all, you know that there's absolutely no questioning if she is a good person. Um, and she said, she texted me and she said, Oh my gosh, Amber, I can't even remember who was commenting, but you know, Susie Q doesn't like me. And I, I remember like, as I was typing, you know, when you have an iPhone or when you're on Facebook messenger, it will show you right when the other person is typing, <laughs> she replied before I even could. And she goes, I know, you don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> like you're barking up the wrong tree, girlfriend. Like, I'm sorry. It bothers you. But if you want me to hop on there for you, I'll tell her that right. it doesn't. Right. <laughs> Cause I just like, that's, that's literally never going to have any bearing on my reaction whatsoever. If I'm sure. talking to someone, especially in a social media exchange right? and, and they throw some sideways insult or they say, I don't like you or you're, you know, the B word or yeah. whatever the, the choice of the day is. Sure. Okay. You're entitled to that opinion. Uh, go, yeah. Go have fun with it. Like, yeah. That's, that's a thing that, that I, I feel like uh, has happened and, I, I don't know when it happened. I mean, it, social media has been the cause of it, I believe, and I and I have a whole a whole theory behind this. But you know, it's okay to have opinions. It's okay to have differing opinions. You know, the First Amendment. It's all under. It seems to be under attack right now, and it's a big buzzword. It's cool to say all that stuff. But the bottom line is, you can say basically whatever the hell you want to say. And feel however you want to feel, and you know you've got all the places you can say it. You can scream it out in the yard. You can call people. You can get on social media. That doesn't mean anybody has to give a damn about anything that you say. And especially when you're talking about somebody, or you've got some thought or feeling about how someone is or who they are because they've shared an opinion on politics or, or any other thing that people talk about on social media, and somebody just immediately gets to say, "Well, you're a bad person," or "You're this or that," you know, I'm very much in the same same you know mind frame that you are. Um, you know, when I first started doing this. I didn't know what I was doing. When I first started doing videos, it was to inform people that I was friends with in a small community of Winchester, Indiana, that something was going on and I thought that they needed to care. And when more and more people started watching and it kind of became a thing, it didn't take very long before I started getting the hate mail and and the, the comments, basically, and, and things like that. I mean, and I listen, I was involved with a situation, and at the time, I was married and had stepchildren that I, I you know, love and care about very much, and people were posting just the most vile shit, saying, like, you know, I, at the time, you know, my, my stepdaughter was eight, and, you know, they were saying, you know, like, we hope she gets raped. I mean, you know, just horrible shit that I could never imagine to say to anybody. You know, we hope your son becomes a heroin addict and dies. And it's like, who, you know, I couldn't imagine saying that to anybody. Like, I would never say that to somebody. But the fact, and the fact that you say it, I mean, back then it made me mad. And then I, I quickly realized that people just want to say the most shocking thing. They're trying to hurt you, cut you to the bone. Yep. And your opinion of what goes on, it's not, it's not real. You know, that's when I quickly learned, and I do it, I, I guess, so strange. People oftentimes give me shit about my social media. 
on my social media, I don't post things about like, like my Mark family. Like Mark Zuckerberg did last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's very true. I'm still under that issue going on whatever the hell is going on there. I'm still affected by that until 6.30 a.m. on the 23rd. I won't be a terrorist at that time. Uh, thank oh, God. Okay. You know, I am know. now, but I won't be then. But I, I removed any of my real life from social media. I don't post about my uh, my relationship anymore. I don't talk about parents. I I'm, I don't do anything with that because social media in my is not real world, and I use it just for the podcast. My real life is my real life, and my friends know about what goes on in my life, and I text and I call and I message and I do that. But my social media is for this and trolling and and whatever else and i i people people are so concerned about putting their you know being who they are on social media and then they get mad when they go on a post and somebody clicks through and find you just had that happen here not too long ago i think when somebody like oh yeah that woman went crazy what yeah and and i mean i some people probably would have let that bother them because this a uh, little backstory for those of you listening. I'm not going to go into great detail, but I commented on something on a um, Indianapolis-based news station, the, one of their articles. Um, someone disagreed with my comment and then proceeded to go to my personal profile and take screenshots of myself Jeez. and my husband and share it on her profile <laughs> And say that even though I was married to a cop, I'm a cop hater and I hope they all <laughs> die. And then she, any of my posts that were public, she then shared the link on. I mean, girl had clearly had way more time on her hands than <laughs> I do. Um, told me that I don't like anything unless it's food. Like, oh, I mean, Jesus she hit the nail Christ. on the head there. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of food that I like more than people. So, I mean, good for you. But a lot of people would have would have let that really bother them and they probably would have locked down their social media and like taken down pictures of themselves and their husband right. and their kids. But this was just some whack job. Like sure. I could tell by her profile that it was not real. Um, it was a troll account, Yeah. but reporting it would do no good because it was a very, very left leaning troll account. So sure. Facebook loves it. <laughs> um, so I just blocked her and moved on and it is what it is. And I, I mean, my comment that she disliked, and got so upset about ended up having like four times the likes that hers did. So congratulations. You, you did a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the, the social media, I, I do think that fuels, um, you know, people's perception of themselves, um, to a degree. I, I don't let that happen. And I've, I've, I've always been that way. I mean, before social media was a thing, like, I think, I think our age group, Chris is probably the last age group to go through high school without social media. Right. Um, Facebook was, I think Facebook became a thing like my senior year of high school, but that's back when you had to have a college based email to get a Facebook account. So obviously I did not have it. Um, I think I did have, I did finally get a MySpace on like Christmas break of my senior year, like whoop, whoop. But I lived um, in the middle of nowhere, so I didn't have a computer. I could only access it when I was at my friend's house. Sure. <laughs> um, but I, even in high school, I, I really just, I, I didn't care what people thought of me. Like I, I, I went to a very small school. We all kind of ran around together. Um, and if somebody came up to me in the hall and was like, hey, I I think you're a bitch, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to my next class. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it just didn't really faze me. Right. Right. Well, you know, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much like that. I mean, there was a time in my life I probably, I, I you know, I, I think that everybody, I don't know, and maybe maybe that's a little bit different. I mean, I want to be seen as a good person. I I mean, I I don't want I, look. I don't want someone to just hate me just to hate me. But if you do, it doesn't bother me. I guess. I mean, I guess that's that's how I say about that. I don't go out of my way to to do anything any different. 
I'm just me. I would prefer that you liked liked me or understood that I'm I'm you know doing my very best. But if you don't care, if you just hate me just to hate me, uh, that's that's fine. You know, it's it is what it is. But uh, I, you know, it's amazing, and I, I feel like if people could wrap their minds around that, they would be so much better off. All right, we need to take a quick break, folks. You're listening to the 138th episode of Perception Is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbury. She's Amber Green. We'll be right back. Perception, perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing license in all 50 states and unless consumer access number 3030. There you be, and here we are. You're listening to the 138th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Amber, she's Chris, and we are talking about the inauguration of the 46th President of the United States of America. So I couldn't tear my eyes away uh, from about 9.30 this morning on through till it was done. Did you happen to catch it? I did not. Okay. And that was not by choice. Um, Part of me, well, one, we don't have regular TV. Sure. We have Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, okay. Now I can like finagle my cable and get, you know, the local channels. But Wednesday, no matter if it's inauguration day or not, Wednesday is my errand running day. Oh, yep. <laughs> and my oldest had a two hour delay this morning. So that put my errand running on a two hour delay and I did not get home until 1230. And by that point I didn't really see the point in watching because it was it, at, at 1230, it was all just pomp and circumstance. The inauguration sure. was over and I am very much, I'm a huge, huge, huge history geek. I love, I know a lot of people think that the pomp and circumstance of American politics is silly but i love it i love the traditionalism i don't care who is getting elected i don't care like presidential uh funerals i know that sounds very morbid Uh, but i know what you mean seeing the way that past presidents are honored um whether they were considered a good president or not i i love all of those things so i am upset that i didn't get to watch it um, but I I very much stick to my routine, so that is why I didn't. Okay, I I I can I can understand that. And that that makes sense. Um, so the reason I bring that up is for the first time, uh, they were like really on time. They were. Um, you know, right, bang, bang, bang with it. Of course, you know, one of the things that they, uh, one of the things that they did was there were no people there. So you had to have been invited to it. And it was all social distance, you know, spaced apart and all of that stuff. They um, had very few guests. Of course, DC has been locked down for, you know, uh, about a week and a half now since the since the attack, the siege at the Capitol building, and everything was ahead of time. They had a a great ceremony, you know. Everybody was there except Trump, um, you know, and everybody makes a big deal about that. I I don't know who in their right mind thought he would be there. 
I don't believe that Trump would be there. If Trump would have won re-election and then was a lame duck going out in four years, I don't believe he would have been there. I just, that's just not Trump's style. Um, and he's an asshole for that, whatever, but that, I don't think that has anything to do necessarily with his policy. It's just who he is. Yeah, and I don't, honestly, um, had there not been any, you know, had the last four years not been tumultuous and had there not been any question around the validity of the election, I still think Trump would not have been there. <laughs> right. Because like you said, right. it's just, he's not... He's very much about attention, sure. and by not being there and by not following tradition, he gets that last yep. word, yep. so to speak. Absolutely, there were there were a couple things. Well, and I want to talk about I want to talk about some last issue things, uh, but before I do that, I want to say obviously it went off uh, without a hitch, or at least nothing happened that we are aware of. There was no takeover. The power didn't shut off. The TVs didn't go out. Emergency broadcasting didn't come on. No pedophiles were arrested. No Democrats were arrested. Uh, Trump didn't swing down from a helicopter on a rope and take his rightful place as king president to reign for a thousand years. Uh, tr Trump left this morning as president and arrived in Florida. I would rather be in Florida than be president myself. Um, but uh, Biden was sworn in as president. Kamala Harris was sworn in as, as vice president, and it's done. What what kills me is surely you've been seeing, and all, everyone out there listening has been hearing all of these people, and and we have to claim them. Those of us on the right, the conservatives, have to claim these people that have been saying that, you know, something, there was going to be some last-ditch effort. No, no, no. All of the my troops... Husband, what? No. What? Tell Let me... me Uh-oh. Tell, right, tell me what you're saying. My husband and I had a conversation about this earlier today. We do not have to claim them, first okay. of all. Because they are, they are the extremists. And extremists <sighs> yeah. from both sides the right and the left are equally dangerous. We have, there's a guy that my husband and I both follow on Facebook. Nice guy that I, I thought I agreed with until like the last three days. And like I'm a local sure person. He, uh, uh, he does not live here, but he's like friends with everyone here. So I think he's from here. I don't know. Um, you probably know who it is. Okay, you have um, to tell me off air. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I, you know, identified with this person really well. I agreed with everything he posted until the last two days. And it was, you know, just wait. He's still got something up his sleeve. I mean, up until like 11.59 today. Right. And I'm like, you've lost your ever-loving mind. Like, you did, if, if Trump, Trump has never won to, you know, not bring attention to himself. Right. If he had something up his sleeve, it was going to come out before today. That's what I was saying. He wouldn't and, have waited until today. And as much as I liked Trump, not necessarily as a person, but I, I liked what he did um, during his presidency, I don't think that he, or anyone else, for that matter, is capable of reversing a system that is so damaged and so broken and so corrupt by himself or if a female comes along and tries to do it by herself <laughs> in four years. Right. It, it can't be done. If anything has been proven about the United States government, they are very, very, very much into self-protection. I mean... Look at the uh, cage they put themselves in. Yeah. And that, as much as he tried, that is not something that can be undone by one person. And if you want my honest opinion, it is not something that can be undone by a politician. Right. And as, as much as I don't believe that Trump is a career politician, but the fact that he is now a former president of the United States of America <laughs> makes him a politician. 
Absolutely. Well, and I and I'll tell you that I understand what you're saying about the about the extremist. There are people here locally and people that listen to this podcast, people that watch my live videos, uh, probably some that you and I are mutual friends with, that were kind of excited, kind of hopeful that something would happen today. They weren't going around perpetuating it, saying like, this, this is what's going to happen, and I have all of this, this top-secret information. They were saying like, we're hearing all of this. We're scared. We're nervous. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like I feel like uh, oh yeah I just saw that I feel like uh, you know I don't know what's going to happen but I'm hopeful they they were hopeful and they were that way for a couple of reasons one because Trump and Trump's people put them in a position to believe that you know don't give up and, and this this whole thing that they they've done but then on top of that so many political commentators and people out there that just, in my opinion, drove right off the effing cliff when they decided to run with this story that QAnon was, you know, a, a, a real deal that's involved with the military and they have top secret information and Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy, is meeting with the president and you've got all these people that said all this shit, like you said, up until 11.59. I was seeing posts that were coming out at 11.30 last night. I saw a, a, a podcaster released a video at 12.15 last night Talking about today was the big day. We were twelve. We were less than twelve hours away. Now, what's funny is since this has happened, I've went to all of these people, like ten or fifteen different YouTube personalities. Some of them are preachers. Some of them are podcasters, political commentators, and uh, they've not released anything. I want to know where the hell all of these people are. I've actually been firing off emails and trying to get in contact with some of these people because I want to speak to them. I want to, I want to know, like, they have to come back on because this is how they make money through clicks. I mean, that's what they were doing. <laughs> you know, they've got to come back eventually. And, and what I want to know is, are all of these people going to be right there listening? I mean, I know, I know their next video, whenever their next video is, all of these people, their next video, their next podcast will be big because people will be there wondering what's going on. I actually had a couple people today tell me, well, this is all part of the plan. Trump oh, has Jesus. to let Biden be comfortable in the office a little bit. And, uh, um, um, you know, he's going to come into action and they're going to, you know, take back what was rightfully theirs to begin with. And I just thought, like, that is really a serious uh, delusion at that point, you know. And I'm not speaking ill of anybody listening to this that falls under that, but please, please reach out and talk to somebody because, you know, that's not what's happening. I mean, you can call me and we can talk. You can be mad at me if you want, but I don't mean any harm by that. But, you know, we have to be based in reality. And I just don't understand I that. Think I think it's a difficult reality for some people to be based in. Like, is it a tough pill to swallow to, on one hand, say, I live in the most free country in the world? But on the other hand, also say, I am completely reliant on the government. Right. And I don't mean, you know, the government pays your bills or you're on every, you know, type of government assistance available, but you are allowed the things that you are allowed. And I, I say allowed as opposed to freedoms because of the scams that the government has put into place. Yeah, that you're right. That's exactly correct. That's exactly and correct. And it's a give and take. Like, are we 
like there are people like myself who understand that and just kind of live with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, there are some things that I'm not okay with, but I understand that I'm allowed to have a Facebook and post, you know, within reason what I want. I'm allowed to, you know, go to the grocery store and, you know, wear shorts and a tank top if I want to. Sure. And I'm allowed to have without kids a mask. without being married, you know. Right. I, I mean, I am married, but I'm just listing things. Like, I fully understand that those are some things that I have. And if that means that there's, you know, dirty shit going on in the government, there is like, I don't like it, but what, what am, what am I by myself going to do to change that? You know? Sure. Well, you know, that's, you're, that's exactly correct. That's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, and you know it because of, it's, it's my fault, not yours, because of, of where your husband works. You know how secrets in government work. They, they don't. Um, it's really hard. If somebody knows... Um, if somebody knows something and it's not supposed to be told, you know, everybody knows by tomorrow morning, you know. And that that I think that problem only happens now. I, I understand they keep things secret, and the military keeps things secret, but shit gets out. Well, and secrets are in well in in government and in I mean, and in just normal like anytime someone is trying to get ahead in a you know super competitive environment, secrets are bargaining chips. Right. Like it's like you're. I don't even know if this show is still on because like I said, I don't have normal TV, but it's like, I remember watching survivor. Oh yeah. As, as a high school kid. Yeah. And seeing all these people making these like alliances in secret and blah, blah, blah. And then every, they were all making alliances to like 20 different people. <laughs> right. Right. That's how I picture the inner workings of our government. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I, I just deal with it. Like, is it a tough pill to swallow to know that that's what's happening? Yeah. But is it so tough to swallow that I can seriously sit here and think that Donald Trump is going to come swooping into Washington DC tomorrow <laughs> and turn all of this on its head? Right. 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 No, that's because the thing that, that I think people forget is at the end of the day, our government is run very, very, very much like a business. Absolutely. And people will say, oh, well, Trump didn't have a successful business. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Like, he knows how to play cards and play people. And for every secret that he might have on someone in Washington, I guarantee you someone in Washington probably has one on him too. Oh, sure. And he's old, just like nearly everyone else in politics, it seems. And he wants to leave and go to Florida and live the rest of his life with his billions of dollars and know that as long as he keeps his mouth shut, his bargaining chips are safe right right well and you know and like we've we've talked a, on a couple episodes there's still the possibility that his children could run you know there are a couple different things and and so that's that's i i think that's what will be I, i've heard people say that they're afraid he's going to sell secrets to the russians he's not oh, going to no. do that that's not going to happen it's, no and like he likes to play games too right. which yeah. i mean Honestly, I don't think I can blame him. Like, if I sure. were ever president, I'd probably like that aspect of it, too, right. I guess. Yeah. But, like, today, when he was boarding Air Force One, he says, we will be back in right. some way. Right. 
All he's right. saying that just because he knows there's those whack jobs out there yeah. that think he's going to come swoop in and be president again. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, and, and he it's no secret that he's been shopping around for uh, at least the last seven or eight months. Uh, networks. He, he wants his own TV news channel. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's very much uh, in, in interested in that, and I think that's what he's trying to do. I, I don't know who said it, and I, I need to find this out, but I love this quote, and I wish more people would, would think about this. Donald Trump was not the Caesar that the right thought that he was. He was also not the Hitler that the left thought that he was he's just the kardashian that we all knew he would be <laughs> and i was like that is brilliant you know that's that is very true because that's what he that's what his deal is donald trump is not i hate when people say oh he's an amazing businessman he's not he's an amazing salesman and salesmen are can be really amazing or they can be really sleazy and he's like a mixture of both of that. Donald Trump knows how to sell. And it doesn't matter. It, 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 they always say in, in sales, I, I was a salesman for a number of years. They always say it doesn't matter if you're selling cars, you're selling vibrators, you're selling Bibles. It doesn't matter what you're selling. If you can sell, you can sell. And Donald Trump knows how to sell. Yep. And that's, that's... I mean, I've been in... That, that was my career as yeah. well. And we sold very 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 different thing right, right. <laughs> but it, one thing i learned and i'm sure if there are any feminists listening to this they're not going to like the way i word this but if you are a salesperson you are selling your product whatever it is second and you're selling yourself first yes yes ma'am that's very true and and nobody wants to admit that because going back to what we talked about earlier Everybody thinks that everybody should like them. Right. That's exactly correct. That's exactly correct. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's the thing. I, I don't know. I think that the world would be better off if people could get out from underneath that, that thought. I, and who knows? I mean, that'll never happen because people are too sensitive about that. Well, before we wrap up, I do want to talk just briefly on this. We're, we are getting very close. But I do want to talk briefly on uh, the uh, last-ditch effort to... I don't know what he did. I mean, I kind of thought that he would maybe pardon Julian Assange as a way to uh, kind of stick it to the quote-unquote deep state. But thinking about it for the last little bit, I believe that this was one of those little... Um, you know, secrets that he has that you were just talking about, one of his little quote-unquote Trump cards, that <laughs> he knew he could have pardoned Assange, and that would have pissed everybody off, but I, I think that he realized that his power was coming to an end, and I think that he realized that there are people out there that want to hurt him, you know, whether, meaning uh, legally and, and, and other ways like that, and I think that he thought if he would would play nice and not do that, that you know, maybe that could spare him somehow, and that might give him a chip to play. Like, you know, I, well, I didn't, uh, you know, pardon Assange, but he, I don't know if you followed any of the people that he pardoned. He pardoned an Israeli spy, like not even a, like a fake spy or, or a, a close wannabe spy, like an actual spy. He pardoned Lil Wayne from a drug charge, a gun charge, um, and I don't know if you've ever followed this, but the presidential pardons are absolutely insane. And I, I someday for a whole show, I'd like to talk and examine what that system was set up for, uh, why people do that, why, why that was a thing back when it was first put in place. I mean, it's in the Constitution. And why, compare it to what we do today uh, and look at maybe some of the good pardons that happened you know, back then and in recent times as well as look at some of the uh, ignorant pardons and, and family and political friends, uh, because that would that's really amazing to see who presidents choose to pardon. But I'll tell you what, one person not on that list was Joe the, Exotic. Yes, the Tiger King! <laughs> he was not I, on that list. And man, like, 
that is one thing that I think the whole country, well, I mean, the the part of the country that watched Tiger King, I think that's something that we could all get behind. Yeah, like both right. sides. That that would have been a bipartisan pardon effort. Yeah, and, I, he could have brought the totally whole country together. The mark. Yep, unity. That would have been unity. Had he had he pardoned Joe Exotic, we would have had unity in America. And and I will be the first to admit, I I, I like that you want to do a show on pardons because I am not well educated on pardons uh, or how they work or anything like that. So maybe, I mean, there, there might be someone listening or who listens later. That's, you know, far more educated than you or I and comes up with like some valid reason as to why Joe exotic could not be pardoned. But for the sake of myself right now, I'm going to pretend that there is no logical reason. And it's all that bitch, Carol Baskin's. Fault. Uh, it is Carol Baskin's fault. <laughs> I can believe it. Absolutely. It is exactly that bitch, Carol Baskin. That's exactly correct. Um, I, I, look, I don't, I, and I'm not 100% totally uh, versed in what goes on there. I will know that Joe, Joe Exotic was charged with a federal crime. He's in a federal prison. He fits the criteria to be uh, pardoned. And I, there, there is, the president... There, there. The president can do as he or, or she someday uh, wishes to do there um, with with those, and there's no reason that he he couldn't have been pardoned. One of the thing, the other the other big cases that people were hoping that he he pardoned uh, was the making a murderer people, uh, Brendan oh. Dassey and uh, whatever Stephen Avery. But I believe those are state crimes, and I, I don't think that a president can pardon state crimes. But I know that they—I mean, I'm sure they could put pressure on governor from that, you know, from that area. I, I don't know exactly. It will be interesting to look at that and see what goes on with that. I mean, but hey, maybe talking about secrets, maybe that was the deal. Maybe Trump said, "Hey, look, Joey, I'm, <laughs> I am not gonna pardon Mr. Tiger King." Yeah. Because you are the party that is now all about unity. Yeah. So I'm going to hand that one to you, and you're going to win this unity card, brother. <laughs> it, Maybe it, that's might, it might very well be. And, you know, and that's the other thing is presidents don't have to wait till they're, uh, they're out of office. They can, they can pardon at any point. And that's that's definitely not not a problem. So yeah, that that very well could be. Hopefully he does that. He's got a lot of crazy stuff within his first days. Um, I, I, who knows? Who who knows? Yeah. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see. So we made it through with no terror attacks, no uh, patriot attacks, no whatever you want to call them, no revolutions, no sedition, no insurrection, no civil or uncivil wars occurring today. Uh, so we, you know, all in all, it was was a, a good day. Uh, we do have a new president and vice president of the United States of America. And uh, at least uh, as far as our perspective here in good old Indiana, it's just another day. And tomorrow is uh, tomorrow will be Thursday and we go on with lives kind of like we predicted back in the last couple episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we we have a vice president back in our state tonight. So yeah, right. Absolutely. Mike like, Pence. You know, that's that's one thing <laughs> I was thinking about today. Um, you posted something on Facebook and it said, you know, uh, Joe Biden is the 46th president. Kamala Harris is the 49th vice president. I did not realize that we had had more vice presidents than presidents. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And I really want to know I, if, if someone is listening and knows the answer to this, please fill us in. Why is Indiana like this hotbed for vice president? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> man, like, here you go, Indiana. <laughs> Way to be a a professional runner-up. Right. Well, that's like, it. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Indiana is second 
for holding the most vice presidents. So we're not yes. even first place for that. We're second. We don't hold the most vice presidents. <laughs> right. We hold the second. Yeah, we have had this was this was an, this is an article that was obviously written before today at noon. Um, so it said six of our nation's 48 vice presidents have been affiliated with Indiana, second only to New York with 11. Well, there you go. A little fun fact to end the show with. Anything else that you want to get out into the air before we cut it? I don't believe so. This one, I was I was a little worried about this one because I like like we've discussed in almost every episode, nothing really changed. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't sure if we would come up with anything good, but I I feel really good about our little conversation tonight. Oh yeah. Um, I I had no I had no fear. I I've enjoyed being here. Um, as always, you can find me on Facebook. I am Amber Green with an E at the end. And you can find my business page on Facebook at a touch of green with an E at the end. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. What more can we say? It was Inauguration Day. We have a new president and vice president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I offer my complete thoughts and prayers for them as leaders and for us all as a country. We really need as many prayers Thoughts, good vibes as we can get. We have a lot of healing to do, a lot of divide, a lot of damage, a lot of hurt, hurt people out here on both sides. And I hope that we again can come together as a great nation and walk forward out of the mess, the quagmire, the debacle, the mud, the muck that we have been in for a lot longer than the last four years. It's really been going on for the last 10, 15, 20 years we have been pointing in this direction. I can only hope that things will heal and we can right this ship. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, remember to stay active, get educated, make sure that you're involved Above all else, stay safe. God bless. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. And on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember perception, perception. Is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.